0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for downloading this episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my podcast, rate and review it. It always, of course, helps the show. It helps get the word out to more people. If you could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Today, we will discuss what's going on in Portland, Oregon, amongst other things. My name is Brian Rundle, and this is Run's House. Let's get it started. (laughs) Hi there everybody. How was your week? Hope you are staying safe and I hope you are going into the weekend having a chance to relax from all the news and everything that's going on. I want to start the show. I, My last show I ended by saying that I, I told you so. I was bragging that I told you that Kanye West was not running for president. Well when I finished the show, I finished editing and I went ahead and distributed the show to everybody. It turns out that he still was running for president. I was not aware. I had heard a story that he had already dropped out, but then I read that he had a campaign rally. Now I won't go into it too much because it actually was a little sad and Kanye West definitely has some mental issues and that's even according to his own wife who has asked everybody to just kind of leave him alone, and he does seem to be struggling. But I did want to point out at the time I was wrong that I said he wasn't running for president and that he dropped out. Turns out that he was running for president, but in reality, I mean, is this guy really running for president? So I was wrong, but I was right, if you understand what I'm saying. So I just want to acknowledge that part. And I think at this point... His run for presidency is over, whether he says it or not. So, But anyway, obviously one of the big stories in the news is what's going on in Portland, Oregon. Um, They have been protesting for about two months now, ever since the death of George Floyd, or should I say murder of George Floyd, and I'll tell you, they're pretty resilient. I mean, they, they have been going for just about two months now. And for the most part, the protests have been peaceful. But if you go to Fox News or if you go to any conservative outlet, they make it look like it is World War Three there and that all the protesters and all the people there are, are firing shots at police and they're tearing down buildings and graffiti and just anarchy. There, it's not the case. As always, when you have a large group of people in one setting, there's going to be some assholes there that are just gonna kind of ruin it for everybody. It's sort of if you're a sports fan. The sports fans in Philly have a really bad reputation because there are a few fans that go to these games and cause a lot of trouble and make it look like the entire stadium is just filled with thugs. It's a low percentage of people that make it look like a large percentage of people is causing harm and damage. Of course, it's possible that I'll get a message from some Philly sports fans and they'll go run. You might want to back up on this one. I mean, at least half the stadium. Is a bunch of assholes. I mean, they're pretty bad there. But if that's the case, then you get the gist of what I'm trying to say. So just like they did a few years ago with the caravan. You remember the caravan? Oh, my gosh. They would show these overhead shots of hundreds of people, and they were coming. They were coming to the border. They were going to crash through. They were going to rape everybody and kill everybody. You remember how scared you were during the caravan? Yeah, I don't either. But their intention was to scare America. And this was right at the time we were getting ready to vote in 2018. Their tactics did not work then. And I would imagine they're not going to work now. And the tactic I'm talking about is trying to just scare the crap out of everybody into thinking... If you do not keep Donald Trump around, all hell is going to break loose. He's the only one that can save us because he's Captain America. He's a badass. And he will come down hard on these protesters, which it appears as if he is. He's coming down hard on peaceful protesters is what he's doing. But they're going to disguise it as if they are going in and taking down the anarchists. Antifa, I love how they keep bringing up Antifa, holy, Antifa is nothing, okay guys, I mean, it's really nothing, again, it's a small group of people that are plastered in front of the TV to make it look like these are scary liberals, and by the way, what are liberals, are they scary or are they snowflakes, I don't know anymore, I don't know what's going on, but whatever, anyway, federal agents have been sent To Portland, as you guys, this is not new news, but they have been sent to Portland to take care of these anarchists. Now, the police in Portland, the local police there, say they don't want them there, and all they're doing is causing more trouble. In fact, they probably could have eased this thing out, but now that these federal agents are showing up, more of the protesters are going to show up, and it's going to get uglier, or it could get uglier. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But with the federal agents there, showing up, it's a possibility it could get uglier. Now, these federal agents are these mystery men. They're these guys, first of all, in camouflage. Again, another these people who love getting dressed up in their little militia Halloween costumes and think they're tough guys walking around with weapons and camouflage. So these are mystery men walking the streets and... Some of these protesters, peaceful protesters, are being thrown in unmarked vans. Now, I don't know about you, but first of all, unmarked vans sounds scary to me. Unmarked van never leads to anything good. But anyway, aren't these the guys that the conservative right, the NRA people, have been railing against forever? These guys who think they're going to walk in, the tyrannical government? Because that's what this is. I mean, it's just people walking in. You don't know if these are guys who are off the streets. You don't know if they're real federal agents. You don't know any of that stuff. And you're going into a van with somebody who's not identifying themselves. I mean, to me, it sounds like the NRA people would say, well, that's somebody who's threatening my life and I've got a right to use my gun. No. Am I incorrect about that? I also thought this was the party that wanted less government involved. But see, it's all a ruse. It's all bullshit is what it really is. Conservatives, the Trump conservatives, are full of it. They really are. They have proven that they don't mean what they say when it comes to this government stuff. All they care about is taking down liberals. They have made liberals, which by the way, I can't stand these terms, liberals and w- whatever. So let's go with liberals. If, if they have turned what they want to call liberals into enemies, they look at liberals like they're Al-Qaeda. You know, I, wouldn't there. guys wearing t-shirts say, I'd rather be Russian than be a liberal? I mean, this this isn't America anymore. And You know, quite frankly, by the way, this is not Donald Trump. Yes, Donald Trump is saying it, but this is not coming from Donald Trump. This is all Steve Bannon. This is all Steve Bannon's America. The nationalism, the populism, this is all Steve Bannon. Trust me when I say that because Donald Trump's not smart enough to come up with this kind of stuff. Steve Bannon's a smart guy, he's an evil genius. And. His America is living out right now. There's no question about it. I've said this before. Donald Trump's a big dummy with nothing going on in his head. It's empty. And Steve Bannon knows how to fill his head with his crazy stuff, his crazy America. And Donald Trump's like, yeah, screw it. Let's do it. Donald Trump, it's like a big plow. I mean, you can't just turn on the plow, hit the gas, and let it go, because then it's going to be all over the place and start plowing the the fields. Then it's going to plow right into the barn, and it's going to plow over some chickens and some cows, and you need somebody to sit behind that thing that knows what they're doing and drive it. Steve Bannon is driving Donald Trump. He's the stupid plow. Steve Bannon knew exactly who to attack in this country. He knew exactly who to go after to get votes and to get people to rise up and say, I want my country back. And we sort of saw it with Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin sort of started this whole thing. But you talk about a dummy. She was a real big dummy. The difference between, they're both, Trump and Palin are both stupid. They're both dummies. But the difference between Trump and Palin, Palin sort of cared what people thought And if she came across as stupid on TV or whatever, it would have affected her. So she kind of got out of it. Donald Trump does not care what anybody thinks. He doesn't care if you think he's stupid because then he thinks you're stupid. And his thought about you being stupid supersedes your thought about him being stupid. That's in his wacky head. Just a side note. Right before I came on, I saw a video of this guy again after the Chris Wallace interview bragging about passing the cognitive test. He was going over about how you have to say these words in this order, and I was able to say it in this order, and the doctors were like, wow, nobody's able to do that. I I mean, how can people listen to this idiot and go, that's my guy, that's my president, he knows how to say five words in order, and he knows how to remember them. This is the same idiot who just a few weeks ago said, until he came along, nobody knew that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. You know, he uh, D- Donald Trump's breaking the news to America. Did you know that? Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Oh, my God. I mean, it's madness, I tell you. Madness. But the madness really is going on in Portland, Oregon. Again, these unmarked people who are basically going in and they're going to lay down the law... And a lot against peaceful protests. Look, if you see somebody looting, have at them. Go get them. Go arrest them. If you see rioters, have at them. Go get them. Arrest them. But to push around peaceful protesters and, you know, some of these protesters, did you saw you saw the wall of mom's? I mean, where a group of moms have to come down and protect these people, feel like they have to protect these people. You know, you know, when mom is going, I feel like I got to go down and protect somebody that something on that other side is not right. Yeah, When moms start getting involved, you better back up. Then you had a Navy veteran who, if you didn't see the video of this guy, you talk about badass First of all, this guy's a Navy veteran. He's in the middle of these guys, and he served our country, and he felt like he wanted to go up to these gentlemen and ask them what they were doing and if they were falling in line with the Constitution, basically, and he was asking them some questions. Well, they didn't like his questions, so they started to beat him with their batons once in his arm or twice in his arms, and they started hitting him in the leg And then they doused him with pepper spray. This guy did not move. He didn't flinch. They got him with the pepper spray. They got him with the batons. He turned around and flipped them off. I mean, that was badass. Chris David was the gentleman's name. So a huge salute to the Navy veteran Chris Davis on that one. That was pretty awesome. He was my favorite protester until I saw the young lady who came out completely naked, looked like she kept herself in pretty good shape, and you'll never guess, the police let her go. They didn't bother her. Yeah, she was just out there. She stood right in front of them. She did some yoga poses. She did some ballet, butt naked right there in the middle of the street. Another hero. But we have about less than 100 days now until the election. And Donald Trump's got to go with a strategy. And it looks like he's just going to go full bore on nationalism. He is just going to go full bore on getting his base riled up. I'm not sure the strategy is a good one at this point, because it looks like a lot of people are jumping off the Trump bandwagon. Enough. Don't get me wrong. There are still plenty of Trump people. I live in the state of Florida. I still see them all over the place. Even though I just saw a poll today that was encouraging that Biden has a pretty big lead in Florida right now. But again, polls are polls and we'll figure that out later. But Trump looks like he's going to go full Steve Bannon these last three months. So we're going to see how that works out for him. They're going to keep trying that scary America that if Joe Biden takes over, here's what's going to happen. But I do like a lot of the commercials. They're saying this is what's going to happen in Joe Biden's America, but it's actually happening in Donald Trump's America. Believe me, Portland would not be happening the way it's happening right now if anybody else were running the country, Democrat or Republican, it wouldn't matter. This is Donald Trump's America. And I know I keep bringing them up, but Steve Bannon is loving every second of it. Steve Bannon is a smart guy. I do believe that he thinks the run was a good one. He had a good four years and it will be coming to an end. But again, you never know. And that's why we always have to keep our momentum and keep moving forward. Now, right before I started this podcast, Donald Trump was forced to announce that his plans for the Republican National Convention, which was to be held in Jacksonville, Florida, had to be canceled. And I I wasn't really sure why they would have to cancel it. And then I read something about some pandemic going around, that the fact that she even planned it was ridiculous. And I think everybody pretty much knew that this was going to happen, especially here in the state of Florida. But surprise, surprise, that is being canceled. And I don't know how Donald Trump is going to live another second without being able to stand in front of his sycophants and his nutballs to have them cheering him because he's got to be a little bit depressed at this point because he's been made a fool of, well, he's been making a fool of himself really his entire life. In fact, before I go, there was a clip that I saw today of Barbara Walters when she was interviewing Donald Trump, the businessman from years ago and he tried to lay his bullshit on her and she wasn't having it in fact I gotta play that clip it's about 55 seconds long if you haven't heard it it's beautiful just take a listen to this I've never seen press reporting as I have with regard to me and I hope the general public understands how inherently dishonest the press in this country is as a member of the press let me try to clear up some of the things which you say aren't true my bankers and I worked out a terrific deal that allows me to come out stronger than ever. I see the deal as a great victory. Being on the verge of bankruptcy, being bailed out by the banks, what skating on thin ice and yeah. almost drowning—that is a—that's a, a businessman to be admired. Uh, you say on the verge of bankruptcy, Barbara, and you talk on the verge, and you listen to what people are I saying. I talk to your bankers. Well, that's fine. And what do they say? I mean, you know, depending on which banker you're talking to, Seven. what do they say? Well, uh, I don't know what the bankers have said. The plaza is a very valuable property. Everybody told me, oh, you paid too much, you paid too much. Now they're all saying what a great deal he made no, on the plaza. Not. No, they're not. No, don't hit me with that. I, like She said, I talked to your bankers. Did you see them scrambling? You know... When you talk to somebody smart, you can't get past that. That's why he, he couldn't handle the Chris Wallace interview. Chris Wallace did a pretty good job with him. He would not let him just say whatever it is that he wanted to. In fact, I'm a little surprised he did it with Chris Wallace because Chris Wallace has proven to be tough on a lot of the people that he's had on his show. But he. He may have done it for Chris Wallace because, of course, he's on Fox News and probably thought he can get through to the Fox News audience. And again, it's Donald Trump's ego that makes him think he's going to outsmart that other person. But if it were an interviewer that he would perceive was against him, he would have never have done it. He would have gone through a few questions, he would have got rattled, and then he would have taken off his mic and then left. There's no question in my mind that's exactly what Donald Trump would have done. Did you ever see Barack Obama? leave an interview. He had to sit in front of that clown Bill O'Reilly during the Super Bowl interview. Handled the whole thing. No problem. What do you got, Bill? Come on. Hit me with your crazy Fox News stuff. I'll I'll answer all your questions. And guess what? He didn't call for any of his lackeys or his lapdogs to bring in information for him. Most president, oh my gosh, most presidents, pretty much every president before that was able to answer questions without somebody bringing him a cheat sheet. And not only a cheat sheet, the cheat sheet was wrong. How does a cheat, how do you, I want to see Donald Trump's college transcripts. I do. I mean, this idiot had a cheat sheet that was wrong. It wasn't even right. Oh my God. Anyway, I want to end with some positive news, at least for me, and it might be for some of you out there. Baseball is back, baby. I'm excited. I just want to see regular sports again. I don't care what capacity it has to be in at this point. I just want to get back to some sort of normalcy. Of course, I say I want to end on a positive note. I'm afraid, though, that we may not see the end of this baseball season. I really hope that that's not the case, and I hope it's only 60 games. Normally they pay uh, they play hundred and sixty two games, but they're shortening the season to 60. Hopefully we can get through it, but they're traveling. They're going from stadium to stadium. A couple of players have already come down with it. A couple of players have already said that they are not going to participate. So you know we're we'll see what happens. I really do hope we're able to see the whole season even if it's shortened because I am a huge baseball fan. I'm a diehard New York Mets fan, so some of you out there might be saying, well, what are you so excited about then? I will say that the Mets do have a chance. They do have a good lineup. they got great pitching. So I am excited, but they have a tough division that they're playing in. I am excited to watch my Mets, uh, and I'm just excited to see baseball in general. It looks like we'll get basketball back next week. They're playing in some sort of bubble in Orlando, so we'll see if that works too, but... You know, it's going to be a little strange to watch these. I have saw a couple of the baseball games. They have some cardboard cutouts in there to make it look like you have some fans. They also have some noise in the background. It's kind of like a white noise thing at first. And then if a player gets a hit, you hear a cheer or a home run, it's going to be a louder cheer. You might hear some boos here and there. I think the the best part for some of the players who might be in a slump at home, you're probably not going to get the artificial boos there. So, you know, that, that might... That might be good for some of the slumping players, but we'll see. But anyway, again, as always, I thank you guys for downloading and listening. Please subscribe and uh, rate and review the show if you can. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Rundhouse. I will see you again Monday.